Today's Bible reading is from Judges 7, verses 1 to 8. Early in the morning, Jeroboam and all his men set up their camp at the spring of Harod. Jeroboam is also called Gideon. The Midianites were camped north of them. The Midianites were camped in the valley at the bottom of the hill called Mora. Then the Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men to defeat the Midianites. I don't want the Israelites to brag that they saved themselves. So now announce to the people, Anyone who is afraid may leave Mount Gilead. He may go home. And 22,000 men went back home, but 10,000 remained. Then the Lord said to Gideon, There are still too many men. Take the men down to the water, and I will test them for you there. If I say this man will go with you, he will go. But if I say that that one will not go with you, he will not go. So Gideon led the men down to the water. There the Lord said to him, Separate them. Those who drink water by lapping it up like a dog will be in one group. Those who bend down to drink the water will be in the other group. There were 300 men who used their hands to bring water to their mouths. They lapped it as a dog does. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. Then the Lord said to Gideon, I will save you using the 300 men who lapped the water, and I will allow you to defeat Midian. Let all the other men go to their homes. So Gideon sent the rest of Israel to their homes, but he kept 300 men. He took the jars and the trumpets of those who went home. Brilliant. Thank you, Miles. Now, uh, I'm just going to have a little talk to everyone, but if you would like to uh, go and do an activity over there, uh, there's some crafty things that Carol's organised. If you'd like to join in that, then you can feel free to just go over. Uh, it's especially for your age down here. So if you want to go, or you can stay and listen to me. Either way. But uh, it's completely up to you. If bigger people want to go as well, you are more than welcome to join in the activity as well. So, this morning we are starting a new series in our parade services. Uh, and this year we've decided to take a theme of the year. And at each parade service we're going to look at something different. And the theme for the series is Characters of Hope. So that's what we're going to be looking at over this uh, next year. We're going to be taking a different character uh, at each parade and all age services and look at what lessons we can learn from them. And today our character is Gideon. Good to see that most of you are listening this morning. So Gideon. Gideon isn't exactly uh, your Hollywood image of a hero. Uh, In fact, he's kind of the opposite. He's much more indecisive. He's very timid. Um, If you want, he's the uh, Peter Parker before he's bitten by a spider. Or he's the Bruce Banner before he gets mutilated by radiation. He's one of these people uh, that's very indecisive and wants every I dotted and every T crossed before they make a decision. And even then, they're not able to make up their mind. And you can see the sort of person that Gideon is. Uh, Right at the beginning, we find him in the book of Judges, hiding away in a wine press, away from the Midianites. Uh, So he's very timid and shy. And I'm pretty sure we've all been there. We've all had days when we literally can't face anything. We just want to stay in bed, uh, hide away from the world, not get up uh, and to face whatever that challenge is that we've got. Yet, the encouraging thing, for us, those who relate to Gideon as this timid, nervous type, is that despite all his unpromising qualities, uh, despite from that material that he's made from, the, uh, the scared, the timid, the indecisive, God still takes him and turns him into a hero 
of biblical proportions. So what I want to look at today is what is it? What is the journey uh, that Gideon takes? What is it that God did to change Gideon uh, from that into a leader of his people? And I promise you, it wasn't a radioactive spider or some mutilation. Now, the first step to Gideon's revival was a personal encounter with God's. And it's an personal encounter with God where not only it's just an encounter, but actually where God calls him to a task. But this personal encounter with God, God promises uh, to empower Gideon to give him all the strengths and qualities he needs for this challenge ahead. And from the outset, when, God, uh, when Gideon first meets the angel, Gideon, uh, God calls Gideon a mighty warrior. So even though Gideon doesn't see himself as a mighty warrior, in fact, he sees himself hiding in a wine press away, doing the exact opposite of fighting, God uses this language. He says, you're a mighty warrior. Because God sees in us the potential to do some amazing things. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 27, God chooses what's foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chooses to shame the wise, and he chose what is weak in the world to shame the the strong. So we've been chosen by God also to do some amazing things, and we all have a call on our lives to do some amazing things, and to, especially to serve others. So what is it that God wants from your life? We heard Jonathan last week talking uh, that everyone has a task and a call on their life, no matter what their abilities or their skills or their, uh, their disabilities, their actual abilities, their mental health, whatever it is, uh, that everyone has a task and can be used amazingly by God. So this morning, let's ask God personally, what is it that he wants you to do? Ask him to empower you to do that challenge, and he will empower you. He'll give you the abilities and skills. But God just doesn't just push Gideon into the middle of a battlefield. He doesn't go, right, you're a mighty warrior, off you go. There you are. Uh, But first, he gives him a smaller task to do at home. And this actually wasn't in our video this morning, uh, but it's there in the book of Judges. So if you you want to go home and later and have a read, uh, it's there. So Gideon, his little task at home is to go and destroy the main idol in his town. This uh, is a statue uh, dedicated to the god Baal, uh, and Gideon's task is to go and destroy that. Uh, And Gideon actually does do it. But he does it under the cover of darkness and with ten of his friends because he's still nervous and unsure. But God had to make sure that Gideon's starting place was right. Uh, It was also to show that God was going to help him with the little things as well as the big. He wasn't alone in this big task that God had for him. Maybe God has already given you a task that he wants you to do. Uh, but you're not seeing it happen. Maybe God has given you a desire, but the doors aren't opening. Whatever it is, God has given you this desire, but perhaps he wants you to sort something else out first. Perhaps he wants you to do another work in your life before you get pushed out onto the battlefields. So this morning we need to pray that God will speak to you and show you what he wants sorting out uh, first, so your starting place is right before you get to tackle this main challenge. Now Gideon is then given an army, but where did this army come from? 
Well, that's in the book of Judges too, because in the video they just suddenly appeared. Uh, but it says, The Spirit of the Lord took possession of Gideon. He sounded a trumpet, and the Abezrites were called out to follow him. So suddenly, this timid, scared little man becomes a powerful leader of an army. He blows a trumpet, and 32,000 men come running out to fight with him. So what is it that has made the difference? What was it that this trumpet blow uh, caused all these men to come running? It says, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And this is the Spirit that is also available to us today. Jesus says in Acts, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Have you asked God to give you that Spirit? Because God has got that spirit already in you. When from the moment you accept Jesus, that spirit is put in you. But to be used by God, uh, and it's there for a particular personality. Uh, sorry. If you've accepted Jesus, you now need to use it. So to be used by God, you don't have to be a personality type, a set leader, or any of those things. It isn't just for those who are always sure of themselves that God can use. God equally wants to use those who need multiple signs like Gideon did. Those who are emotionally vulnerable, those who suffer from anxieties and self-doubt. For when, God, uh, when Gideon asks for a sign twice, there's an ex- another example of how uh, long-suffering and patient God is. Jesus says that the Holy Spirit will guide you through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So we don't need a fleece like Gideon did any longer. We have the Holy Spirit with us. What we need is to learn to trust God to do what he's promised. And that comes from the empowering and the receiving of the Holy Spirit. So this morning, let's ask God to give us his Spirit. Then we come to the part in the story which Miles read for us this morning. uh, And we heard a little bit more about in the video. Where God tells Gideon to get rid of his uh, massive army. To reduce it down from 32,000 to 300. Humanly speaking, the odds were impossible because the Midianite army were around 300,000 strong. And so Gideon was left with only 300 men. So their odds were impossible. But what mattered was that the victory was going to be without doubt the result of God's actions. And that's the lesson that Gideon and the Israelites needed to learn. In the past, they would uh, see things done for them by God's and then they would turn away again. Multiple, multiple times. You think about when God brought the uh, Israelites out of Egypt and out of slavery uh, and into the promised lands and walking, had to wander through the desert. But then what did they do? They started to grumble. They built a statue and started to praise other gods. They forgot that God had pulled them out of Egypt. So multiple times. But this time, God wanted to make sure that without a doubt, it was humanly impossible for them to win. So the, the result of the victory was God's actions. And that's the lesson that the Gideon and the Israelites needed to learn. The victory was God's, not by their own strength. So what can we learn from Gideon today, our character of hope for this morning? We can learn that there is an importance to the personal call of God's. We're called to a life of service to the living God's. And that will look really different for each of us. Each of us is going to have a different task. But from then, we need to learn to begin where we are, to not try and rush ahead into the battlefield. There's no use trying to fix the world if there's things that need fixing in our own lives. 
So we need to ask God to equip us for the task with his power, to fill us with the Holy Spirit so that we can know what to do and where to go. And if we need it, to ask for the assurance that God can give through his spirits. Finally, we need to learn to trust God. Because all our battles are God's battles too. We don't need superhero powers or any special remedies. God is going to fight with us on our sides. If God is for us, who can stand against us? God will give you the victory that you need. He is able to do amazing things. So we need to trust him this morning. Let's pray. Yes, Lord, we thank you for the story of Gideon and how you took this small, timid little man and turned him into an amazing, powerful warrior. But actually, he didn't even need to fight at all. You just pulled out those qualities in him because you wanted the victory. And God, help us to see that those battles in our lives that we face on a regular day, that we sometimes don't want to face, that we stay in bed and hide away from, help us to trust you through all things. Help us to see that you're going to get us through this. You have the victory in our lives. So God, we pray this morning that we'll put all of our trust on you and we know that you will do amazing things. Amen.